episode 14 of No Pyro No Podcast and Armada Fancast, where we discuss all things Jacksonville Armada. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about the large Armada victory over those New Orleans Jesters. And this week we have Derek. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And the veteran, James Watson. What's going on, James? Company evening to you. All right, so let's kick it off. Let's talk about that uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five goal victory over the New Orleans Orleans Jesters. Straight up beat down. So in the starting lineup, there were some changes. On the top three, we had Angus Taylor on the left. Salo De Silva up top, Anita Coinbar on the right, uh, the midfield from left to right, uh, Micah Thomas, uh, Toby McCollum and Teddy West were in the uh, center part of the midfield, Jed Bowman on the right, and the back line was Art Redmore on the left, Miles Shanley in the middle, Gavin Pinzone on the right with Jason Dubervik in goal. So we had a few changes, still no Gio Vaccaro. Still no Mason Tunbridge and no Alex Smith, who wasn't available for this game as well. What did you guys think of the lineup at, at game time? Did, did, wait, wait, before we get into that, did we mention we had one of my favorite things? Clean sheet. Can we get a, oh yeah? Somebody's going to give me an oh yeah. Clean sheet. How about that? Another one. Back to anyway. back clean sheets. Back to back, baby. Go ahead. Yeah, they sleep on the couch because their sheets are so clean. He was like... Who was in goal? It was uh, Dubrovic, right? He was like Dubrovic. Columbo. Nothing got past him. Yeah, we've been waiting for this. Well, nothing got past our back line, really. Like, he, he really wasn't challenged too much. So we had a back line of Columbos. Right. All right. Anyway, go ahead. I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So looking at the um, lineup, I was a little bit hesitant uh, just because we had quite a, a few changes. And... Uh, Shortly after the, the whistle went for kickoff, uh, we were rest assured there was nothing to be worried about. I mean, the, the boys come out with high pressure from, from the get-go, uh, the attacker style of play that we used to, and um, I'm not going to do the play-by-play, but it didn't take long to, to find the back of the net, and then from there... The well, honestly, the first, like, 10 minutes, like, we, we just kind of kicked the ball up the... We really weren't attacking at all. Like we had the ball most of the possession, but it we were doing nothing with it. Yeah. Uh, we had like no crosses in the box. We kept turning the ball over. They they would end up getting the ball, getting it out, and then our back line would clean it up and then recycle it in. We turn it over. It was just like ten minutes of just the same thing of no pressure, nothing threatening, and like just yeah, just. Yeah, but my opinion, Derek, is the reason we're doing that is we're trying to fill out the, the style of play and whatnot as far as what the Jesters were, especially since that's the only defeat of the season was against them. So we didn't want to give up too many turnovers because they're going to get the counter and score. Um, Which, that's what they did in the yeah. first game was they packed the box yeah. in and then they they ended up uh, getting us on um, set pieces. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, my thought was maybe that was a little bit by design to yep. put uh, New Orleans off their off their game because you know, they sort of know what to expect from us, um, yep. you know, our style of attack. So maybe it was to kind of keep them guessing and on their toes. So uh, let's talk about that first goal, though. Toby McCollum, he ended up winning a free kick. 
uh, probably about 35 yards out. And he kind of lined it up. He hit it. Honestly, from from the stands, I didn't think it was uh, that great of a free kick. But hits in low court left corner of the box keeper gets his hands to it but then sneak goes off the post and into the goal so the armada are up or one nothing um what did you guys think of that free uh, free kick i thought a quality keeper would stop that looking at it on the replay you know he, he had hands on it and just like he kind of flubbed it a little bit but here's, here's my take on that i've got a different opinion because i was watching it on the, the tv of course, you have a different opinion. <laughs> well, I'm How gonna, dare you? You wouldn't be you wouldn't be James without a different opinion. The, the goalie was at full stretch, like he went down low to the right, and it was on target. So if he didn't get to it, it would have been a goal. The goalie got to it, and it just took that weird little deflection off the the, the post and then off the back of the hand into the goal. So I I think um, the goalie did did good getting a hand to it, but in the same sense with the power. That was on that that board. He had no chance of getting it. It was just a tricky, tricky one to save because he was at full stretch. Okay, I'll give you that. So, but the... let, me, let me ask you this: Was this the same keeper that was in for the um, match at New Orleans? I do not know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. Okay, I was just curious. I, I don't keep track of the opposing team's rosters too much on who's in and who's out. I remember a few key players at times, but it's. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. My research is not that in depth. Unless you're right. them up, then you remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're up. Our bottom up. Zero one at this point. What happens yeah. next? So a minute later, after the kickoff, Armada wins the possession. Ball goes down to Ida Coimbra, running right down the middle. He slots it to Angus Taylor, that's streaking it on the left. He gets taken down from behind. Clear penalty, in my opinion. Clear penalty, not called. Everyone's throwing their hands up, kind of losing track of things. Uh, Solid to Silva keeps playing through it and just bully balls his way into the penalty box and kicks it in and just slots it in on the right-hand side for the goal. Uh, and all of a sudden, it's 2 nothing. In, in the blink of an eye. Right. minute later. I mean, in the stands, we weren't even finished celebrating. And... I happened to catch it out of the corner of my eyes. I was like, oh my God, another goal. Could it be? This is my take on the goal. So this is why I'm so adamant and I have a problem with kind of like the modern modern way football's played because uh, players go down too easy in a protesting to get the call or this, that, the other. The Silva said, nah, mate. He just he kept on running in. He made it difficult for the defender, got in front of him, got his foot on it, and then we're 2-0 we're, we're up. Um, but a lot of these younger players, I'm glad to see him do that, but a lot of them would just go down and uh, protest and then give up the play when the ref's not going to call it regardless. So your best chance is to, to, to finish the play itself because you can go up a goal like uh, the Silver did. So my hat's off to for him for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for letting, player, you know, letting players play and things like that and not being so whistle happy or whatever else like that but clearly 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 that was a penalty oh, without a doubt and i even said in the, the chat i was like there's that was a hundred percent a penalty especially the way he went down and and uh he basically folded him in front of the the ref which was i still don't understand how he didn't call that but i, I don't know if it was just a lap lapse of judgment and <laughs> because the, because he pinged it in and we got the guy just i i don't, I don't know exactly did- yeah, I was just going to say that. I wonder if it was he just hadn't called it yet. Yeah. I mean, cause well, he, he, he did wave his hands. 
wave him to get up. So he wasn't calling a penalty, even if he didn't score that. Um, and honestly, it, I think momentum shift was better for the Armada that he didn't call the penalty and we scored. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll it, take that every if day. If you go one up, one of the keeper saves it. They're still, like, right in this game. At 2 nothing. it's like, okay, there, there's not really um, uh, at 2 nothing. it's like, oh, shit, Jesters, they're now dropped back in the fourth place. We got to chase the game because now if we lose, it automatically qualifies Tallahassee and they have to, uh, as either the third or fourth seed and then it sets up a the next game of jesters versus pensacola possibly for a win in your whoever wins is in the playoffs i remember looking down at the sideline at uh jesters coach kenny farrell right after that happened and he was given the uh fourth official an earful as he always does but i'm trying to figure out what he was giving him an earful about was it not calling, call the penalty? <laughs> not calling the penalty right i mean it's like or, you know, it's just like this has to be confusing for him. Now he's he's arguing that a penalty wasn't called against his team. I don't know if that's what it was, but you know that's that's his his thing. He likes to uh, stay in the ear of that fourth official. And then um, after that, that there was kind of like a little bit more back and forth. Jester's actually got into uh, created some chances after that. Um, going in for the next fifteen minutes, they they didn't. They couldn't put any shots really on goal, nothing threatening, but they were trying to work themselves back into the game. Um, a key moment happened in the 23rd minute. I missed why um, Guy Bakersfield got his first yellow card. Baskerville. Uh, Baskerfield. Ba- Baskerville. Baskerville. Did you never, uh, read, never read Sherlock Holmes? No. Hound of the Baskervilles? Uh, you okay, know so they... the guy's name is Guy Bakersfield. Oh, God. Sounds like, sounds like, a, sounds like a character on Family Guy. He got a yellow. They, the referee actually uh, let play go forward and then went back. I didn't see what he got the first yellow for, but when we get back into the play uh, later on this half, it will actually be a big moment that he got that first yellow. So, but they like shortly after that, there ended up being a water break. Kenny Farrell with the gestures, he had a talk with his team. And you could tell the team responded. They started to high press more. They were trying to get that goal back. And honestly, I thought they were about to get it towards the end of the the first half. Like they they had some constant pressure with the team. Um, they got like three straight corners with us. Um, they were getting the ball into the box. They they had everything but actually shooting the damn ball. So what, what did you guys think we were going to get a clean sheet at that moment? Um, did you think they were going to break through? What, what was your thoughts before the half? Well, if I'm honest with you, I thought uh, a goal was inevitable. I thought it was coming. And just how we've been playing this season, too, uh, we didn't give up a goal. And you could definitely see the momentum swift, uh, switch up. Um, so, yeah, whatever Kenny said to his boys definitely worked. Um, but we were able to hold off. But, yeah, I definitely thought a goal was going to come. Yeah, I sort of had those same thoughts. It's like, you know, when are they when are they just shoot? Shoot it. Shoot it. Do something. And uh, it never really came. But you could see, like, you could see the, 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 the shift in their mindset. You know, they, they were sort of amped back up and had, you know, got their heads out of their rears and uh, were, you know, getting focused. 
Yeah, and then the Armada just, after they were, uh, fought off that pressure, they actually had a couple moments where um, they they pretty much stepped on the throat of uh, the Jesters. They had a chance with Edu Coimbra on the right-hand side where he had a beautiful cross that was inches from De Silva heading the ball in for, for a second. And then a minute later, um, as the Jesters were trying to play out of the back, Micah Thomas ended up intercepting the ball, got it to Taylor after pressure, gets it to Edu, who tries to have a slight touch to Thomas. The Jester's defender goes down to slide for the tackle, um, breaks up the play, but the ball goes right to Edu, who's right there, 10 yards out, left foot, and just puts it into the back of the net. And you could tell that the Jester's like, this isn't our day. Yeah. And the crowd crowd erupted. Right. Um, give, given given the uh the Arbata faithful what they want, which is goals, goals, goals. And so that was goal number three. Yeah, and that that was forty five minute and plus one in stoppage. And there was only two two or three minutes of stoppage time, and that wasn't even the the, the biggest moment in stoppage time. Tell us what was that biggest moment, Derek, please. So New Orleans went to get that counter, get to the attack. Angus Taylor ended up tracking back. Big tackle, gets it to Micah, and then the ball's played back to Taylor on the wing. And Guy Bakersfield, who already was on a yellow, (laughs) makes an awful tackle. And he gets up, and he knows it's his yellow. He knows it's the second yellow, and he knows he's off. And he's already walking to the locker room before the referee pulls out any cards. Yeah, at that point, frustration has already got the better of him. Like you could tell, uh, like you said, he just he just caught up and walked off because he knew better. But the poor lads, they they they, they traveled all that way, and I, I don't say poor in, in the fact that they they traveled all that way and they're just getting stomped down. And then to go down a red early, we've been there. We've been there many times in the past, you know, on the road that freaking hours across across the state, different states and stuff, and then just to get just to get a complete thumping. And it was a hot day. We haven't even touched on that. Oh yeah, it was like ninety-five degrees at kickoff time. <laughs> yeah, so plus the humidity. Yeah, plus the humidity. So, yeah. and it, and you got to think about that having to, to walk off, go to that locker room by yourself. There was no uh, jester staff member to go with him because yep. um, they were limited in the people that they brought, and had to have to go sit in that locker room and. You don't know what's going on outside. Obviously, the whole team joined them in just about a minute later. But you know, it's got to be a, a very, very low feeling because it's not like it's in the the Premier League or some other professional league where at least you can get a feed of the game and kind of see what's going on. You're going to be sitting in that room for another uh, 45 minutes by yourself with uh, nothing to do. To be uh, Billy No Mates yeah. in the locker room. Yeah, and that that takes you. You mentioned it takes us to halftime. We're up three nothing. What like? How ugly did you think it was going to be at halftime? Once we're up three nothing, we're a man up. How did you think the second half was going to play out? Well, for me, I, I uh, go back to when Tommy said earlier in the season when we interviewed him. He was talking about how, uh, like I said, I like the fact that our team plays with like a chip on their shoulder, and he said this season. He actually plans on uh, playing a little bit more 
with like an attitude aggression and closing out games. So I was full heartedly believed that we were going to come out and just put away a bunch of goals. It didn't quite go that way. Like, I, I mean, you'll, you'll cover it here soon. But um, I was expecting a, a heck of a lot more goals after that. Well, right at the right at the start of uh, the kickoff, we we almost got another goal. We got Micah Thomas. Um, I forget who sent the ball over the top, but he he got to it, and he's what five six yards outside the box or outside of uh, the goal, and just sails it into uh, into Clay County. I think <laughs> just. He, he he knows he should have done better. Um, he's he's got to put that on frame, let alone score a goal. But it, it's it was good to see that after halftime, they were still looking to get a uh, to get a goal. Like they 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 were out for blood. Well, we I was just going to use that phrase. Did they? I was going to use the phrase. They smelt the blood in the water. It was just a matter of time. Exactly, and and just to give an example of that, like as far as the different looks, like I, Michael Thomas had some lovely crosses in, but even Jed, do, do you remember that play? Like I, I, I wish it went in. Jed, Jed even ran up and, and blasted one, but he uh, he clipped it. He didn't he didn't really uh, get behind it. It scuffed his foot, and uh, he didn't really get a good contact, so it wasn't on frame. But um, even Jed, Jed, that would have been a beautiful goal for uh, for Jed to to put that away. Yeah, he he had that little half volley that. That he just he he put it into uh, uh, St. John's County, I think it was. <laughs> it was a little more south. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, go, yeah, shooting in that direction, you would be heading towards the uh, the Nakati Panavidra area for that shot. It, it was very reminiscent of a Mister Matt Boehner. Like I thought that Boehner <laughs> would have put away, you know, because he, he scored a few of them where he just lasered it across the floor off the volley, and goalie has, has no chance. But uh, yeah, hopefully next game. Yeah, no, and then um, so later in the match, though, one thing there was to be concerned about in the fifty seventh minute, uh, Salo da Silva ended up uh, getting subbed off. He looked like he picked up a knock on the play. I know when I saw him after the game, he um, he, one of the trainers was helping him because he had a noticeable limp, and I offered to help um, just because the. The guy helping him was like really super skinny and scrawny, and Salo's a big dude. So I, I thought like I might be able, he might be able to put a little more weight on me. I didn't realize how much taller he is than me though, so I don't think I helped out in that matter. But I am the guy's got three goals in two games, and I'm a little worried now. Um, is he going to be healthy for the next game? He he, he he still had a considerable limp. Forty five minutes at, later, so. Yeah, speaking of De Silva, um, we had some uh, some kids come into the section that have been adjacent to us for previous matches, and they finally came in and joined us. And one of us likened De Silva to uh, Mbappe, and uh, it never really clicked for me. But yeah, he he has sort of that same look and build. You telling right? me they're not the same person? Well, yep, yeah, that could be, could very well be. Okay. So um, just just that just popped into my head. I had to get it out before it went back away. So he, he's a big, uh, stout, solid young man. Yeah, no, and and he's a goal, and he's scoring goals too. So that's that, that's important if you got a striker. So, but the, the guy who came in, 
was Keegan Anselin. I think this was uh, his second or third game. I know he for the team. I know he came in against I think Pensacola and got a goal. I think he's been carrying an injury lately. That's why he hasn't been playing. Um, but he came on and he actually had a nice little ball right into the box and uh, like one of his first touches on the game and gets right away from him when he should have like had another chance, had a chance to score a goal. And then a few minutes later, he ended up having another opportunity. He played the ball into Taylor at the goal. The defender breaks it up. It goes to Keegan, who um, uh, falls right to Keegan and Edu at the same time. Edu lets Keegan take it. Keegan um, drives in unmarked pretty much at the um, at the penalty box, kicks it with his right foot, keeper blocks it. Goes right back to Keegan, kicks it with his left foot, keeper blocks it, then goes to Edu, and Edu just slots it into the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah, for sure. That was a sight to behold. You know, it was just like time after shot after shot, time after time. You know, we thought for sure that was going to go in, and eventually uh, Edu was the one who slotted that home. Yeah, what about that celebration that he had? Yeah, the uh, the, the the ball boys uh, were 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 getting into it. Uh, they were down. A lot of them were congregating down in front of us uh, during the match, and to see them get in on the goal celebration, which was <laughs> epic. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It's it's good to see the the next generation becoming like so um, tied in and being invested mentally and everything with the with the team and the players. So I, I thought it was a great moment for. In fact, uh, in fact a little bit team. later on, a little bit later on, the ball boys got in trouble. Uh, the Corbin had to come over and uh, get them to disperse from in front of our section as they were all. Yeah, Corbin, if you're listening to this, which I do know you listen, boo, man, shame yeah. on you. Let no, them I, have their fun. Yeah, he's just I'll doing their job. Ball boy. <laughs> it's like, do we, do we really need ball boys when we're up uh, four nil? You know, yeah, there's but, plenty, of, plenty of time to waste. Running clock, come on! Like like in other sports, running clock. They just everyone wants to get home, celebrate the win. Yeah. yeah so, I, I I can't fault him. The young man's just doing his job. No, I get it. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was fun to see. We actually had the ball boys leading chance. So yeah, no, it was it was pretty fun. So section section nine hundred four, much like Wu Tang for the children. <laughs> Jesus for the children. Yeah. All right, I digress. Yeah, so um, after that, Armada had a few more subs. Micah Thomas and Angus Taylor went out. Adriano and Cole Reason overcame in for them. And then we also had Nick Herb come in for Jed Bowman as well a little bit later. They were still pressing forward. They were still trying to get another goal. They had... um, one where Adriano switched the field to Coimbra in a counter. Edu came up to the box, cut inside. He ended up shooting the ball, blocked by the defender. And then there were a few minutes later, in the 80th minute, Gavin Penzone, um he made a tackle in our defensive half. Then he ran by a few uh, uh, Jester's defenders, ran about 20 yards, laid it off on the right, and clearly Edu's left foot is a lot better than his right because his right foot failed him on um, coming close <laughs> to the goal. He 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 put that into uh, uh, 
he he put that into the next uh, time zone. Uh, he he did he missed the goal by about ten yards. Yeah, all, all credit to uh, to to Gavin Pinzone for that run. Yeah, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, but that that was actually the last moment we had for both those players. Um, they were actually subbed off from Gavin. Uh, Gavin and Edu came off for Joe Spencer and uh, Gio uh, Abreu, who I don't think we've seen Gio um, since the Open Cup game. So, I, I like that kid. He's nothing but energy. Uh, plays well on the right hand side, closes out, and just he he's one of Dan's favorite work words or phrases. Work rate. He's got yep. it. Gotta, so, gotta, gotta admire that work rate. That will win me over every time. Love to see a hard worker out there. Yeah, there'll be something so, named Geo too. Yeah, that's also yeah. That's he's our other geo. There's gonna be yeah. geo number two. Yeah, so Love to see the work rate. But after that, you would think that the Armada was uh done scoring, just kick the ball around, or whatever. But they ended up still going for more. They had one where Adriano was running along the left side into the box. He actually slid it over to Keegan, uh, who was running through the middle very well. He tried to shoot it into the bottom left-hand corner, actually got blocked and deflected out for a corner. They take a short corner uh, to Teddy West, who heads it, who finds Keegan Anselin, who heads it. But it goes right into Redmore, who redirects it into the bottom left-hand corner. And no one celebrates with uh, Redmore. Redmore goes to the corner, and he's just with the ball boys, while the rest of the team, just as soon as the goal happens, they walk right back to to restart things. Yeah, I thought that so, was a, that was a little cold. I'm not sure what was going on with that. I think everybody was just ready to go home at that point. Yeah, so I just we actually talk about that when um when we chatted with him on the in the interview you hear in a moment. Uh, but I thought it was uh funny that the the team was just okay. We got another one and Redmore first goal for the Armada. He's ready to celebrate and he's just oh, I guess I'll celebrate with these guys. <laughs> Yeah, so hats all right. Off. Well, sorry. Go ahead, James. No, I was just saying hats off to Redmore on his first goal. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I would love to see it. Love to see everybody get those chances. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, uh, have some uh, post game interviews, and then we'll wrap up our thoughts on the match. We'll be right back after this. This episode is sponsored by Print Kingdom. Print Kingdom is a local veteran-owned business offering custom screen-printed goods to help elevate and make your small business or organization stand out from the crowd. All right, we're here with Tommy for uh, post-game comments. Uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, post-game comments, I mean, we, we came out, we set out objectives, set out goals, and I think we, out of, out of the eight goals we set out ourselves um, to accomplish, we, we achieved seven out of the eight. Um, which was fantastic. So, a massive performance by the boys. Um, lots of work to put in under the environment as well with the, with, with, with the heat today and, and everything that's, that's going on. But in front of a good crowd, in front of a good uh, massive Section 904 support group. And uh, yeah, they got the job done. Um, now, now we look to build off of this. Two shutouts in a row uh, is, is one of, was one of the objectives that we wanted to reach as we go prepare for Southern States. But, Overall, good performance. Overall, uh, happy about the performance. Lots of good work that they've put in, and now we look forward. Yeah, that has to, had to thrill me. Uh, 
clean sheet, one of my favorite things, and uh, five goals. Um, it, it's, I have to say I'm ecstatic. I'm sure, like I said, you feel wonderful. I know you say there's always things that can be worked on. Um, and we look forward to the, uh, to the break. Um, so we've got about a week and a couple days off of you know, at least no play. So uh, good luck. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now it'll be uh, it'll be interesting how the, obviously we want to make sure that we keep the boys engaged. Uh, we want to give them a little bit of time off, of course, as well, um, to re-energize, to, to regroup. But uh, we're really looking forward. We feel like we've prepared better and better and better and um, are getting close to where, where we want to be at the end of it. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. Yeah, man. We got Gavin Penzone here. Gavin, uh, you've been playing all over the field the last few matches. Uh, this uh, last game, you were playing on the left side of the back three. Um, you played pretty well. Uh, tell us about the match. Uh, it was a good game. We uh, fought hard, got up early, 2-0 within the first 15. In the first half, it was kind of calm for us center backs, not much to do defensively, just keep it simple in the back, play through the lines, and get our job done. And towards the end of the game, we got a little sloppy, but we got the job done. We got the shutout, and we got the 5-0 win, so it was a successful game for us. So you're saying you guys played sloppy, and you had a 5-0 win against a, a playoff team in the Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast Conference. Yeah, in the uh, start of the second half, we didn't come out how we wanted to come out. I think we got a little uh, lackadaisy and nonchalant with the ball, and we started to turn it back up towards the end of the second half, and we came home with the win. So you guys have 10 days now to fix uh, whatever mistakes you have going against Southern States who were sitting in first place before this game. They have a game on Saturday. Um, what do you guys got to do to get better? Um, I think we just got to work on coming out strong because we did come out strong in the first half, scoring our early two goals. But coming out strong in the second half was a big key for this game, and we didn't do it. But I feel like if we do do that, then we'll see success against Southern States. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And we are joined with a man with all the hair, re representing Jacksonville FC and now the Armada, Micah Thomas. Uh, Micah, you had a heck of a game there on that left-hand side and helped control the game. Uh, what was your thoughts on the match? I thought it was good. I think 5-0 uh, win. I think we played really well. I think we executed well. And, yeah. So you guys got one more match in the regular season. You're going to play against Southern States in Hattiesburg. Um, what's your preparation the next 10 days? Um, I'm actually going to go up to UConn next week, so oh, really? I'm not going to be there, but I think this team will get this win and uh, get first in the conference. Well, we're, whatever happens this next week, you've been a big part of it this year. Um, you, The sky's the limit for you, I think. It's, I think you're going to do well at UConn, and I think you're going to do well here uh, when you come back. So yeah. good luck, and Thanks we'll so see much. you uh, when you get back. Thank you. And we are joined by Edu Coimbra. Edu you guys have five goals. You had uh, two goals yourself this game. Should have probably had a hat trick. Uh, what happened there at the end? Well, to start, I think we did a great job. Uh, Coach Tommy asked us to start start off strong for first 15 minutes, get a goal. We, we did a great job. We got two in the first 15. I think that dictated the, the rest of the game. I think we did a pretty good job overall. And then at the end, uh, my last play, I should have had a hat trick. So you guys, had, you guys have played nine games now. That puts you at six goals, and you're leading the team with that. But you also have uh, five assists on the year. Uh, how's your, uh, how, from individual perspective, how do you think your season's gone so far? I think I think it's going great. At, at the beginning of the season, I had I set goals for myself, uh, get at least one goal contribution per game. So five is going, is going great, but there's still more to come. 
So you got one more game in the regular season. It's going to be an away day to Southern States, and it's going to determine who's the first seed in uh, in the Gulf Coast Conference. Um, any predictions? It's going to be a tough game. The, obviously, they're a good team. That's why they're they're first right now. But we're going for the win. We need it. We want to close the playoffs. Let's go. So let's uh, just wrap up our post-game thoughts. Um, for me, I have to say you know, amazing performance, best performance of the year. It sort of looked like the Armada of 2022. Would everybody agree with that? Yeah, yeah. It, this was complete domination. The, the five, five nothing win, and it wasn't even that close. Yeah, it's the first match of the year. I think we put all the pieces together. The back line performed well. We, we had that uh, relentless attack. Uh, just This dominance. game could have finished 10 nothing. Like uh, It just... It, it, it was it was a beat down. Like, and it, it was... And it wasn't against an opponent uh, that was... You know... These these weren't the roots. These weren't... the these This wasn't Pensacola. This wasn't uh, Mobile AFC. This wasn't... Uh, Port City or uh, the Storm. This is the Jesters who are a perennial playoff team and just a couple of years ago beat us in the playoffs and beat us this year. But but like, I will I will temper that with this is this is not the Jesters of, of 2022 or 2021. I get it, but we, we just we were without some key starters. No Alex Smith, no Mason Tunbridge, no Gio no Vaccaro. Like and it maybe Cole Reason over too, but Micah Thomas been uh, uh maybe he's probably been starting over him um, because he's earned it. But that there's three to four guys that are normally starting this game as a must-win game, and we didn't need them be, and still dominated. Well, for me, it said, uh, the, the thing I liked about this match in particular was it sent a message to the rest of the the. The division, you know, because the Jesters are the only team that's, that's beat us this season, and we put on a, a dominant, like a, like you said, a beatdown. So it sends a message to the rest of the division, and because we were a little bit hesitant and skeptical about is this, have we seen the best of the Armada, blah, 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 and uh, they, they answered no, like, you know, like, <laughs> we've still got a lot, like, with, with, when the pieces are there, and they, they're clicking together, I just wish we had more games in the season to be able to to appreciate the um, what Tommy's been able to do with building this team, because I, I think they're 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 unstoppable, you know. Well, with the playoffs on the horizon as well, I think this is a good time to hit your stride. Oh, facts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, and it we have a little, we have a we have a little bit of a break as well. Um, we actually have a full uh, almost seven days to uh, ten days to get, or ten days. You had to get recovered, so yeah. It, it, this was the first time that. I, I really feel the team not only got up, but looked to humiliate a team and like prove that they're better than everyone else. And who better um, to do that against uh, than uh, Coach Kenny Farrell? Uh, I went to deliver the uh, traditional uh, Snickers for his diva-like behavior after the match, and uh, he gave, I handed it to him, gave me a grin, and uh, stormed off pretty quick so he didn't wasn't ready for any chit chat the one thing is the snickers had been in my pocket for about three hours 
<laughs> so it wasn't quite in the bar shape. It was more of a little bit of a flat shape. So this is the first time that we've given him a Snickers, and they didn't score a goal afterwards. So very true. And we will keep the tradition going. So that, that's gonna, something that's going to stick forever. So I think the the state of the state uh, Snickers represents uh, how they did. <laughs> yeah, flat, flat, <laughs> and, and melted. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So no, that's okay. So let's move on to uh, no power, no podcast player of the match. Okay. So um, we could have easily had uh, any. I say about seven to eight players, probably um, player of the match, and it was a close one in in some regards. But uh, we'll start off with uh, no pyro, no podcast. Player of the match goes to Gavin Penzone. Woohoo! Oh, Gavin, back little to back, back, right? Little little bit of a round of applause, please. A little more energy, lads. I don't know if that was back to back, but I do know it is his second. Yeah, so, I can look at it. Real- and then yeah. so just while you're doing that, I'll go back to back. close with the with number two would have been uh, Michael Thomas, who would would have been my player of the match personally. And then right behind him with 23.3% of the votes is Mr. Edu Cumbra. Oh, that's who I definitely uh, had. Last, Mr. De Silva. But yeah, it could have been so many players up there, you know. But well done to Penzone. Yeah, it was uh, he, a qu- quality he, performance from everyone across the board. Um, my, my guy was definitely Edu. He had two goals. He almost had the third one. He also almost had an assist to Salah De Silva um, early in the second half. Like, it's it just when the the guy's on, it, he magic is happening. Like, it, it's in the past three years, I've never seen a player that we've had that was. Um, the NPS level was just easy for him, and right now everything is easy for him. I, I really think he is a, uh, a professional player playing at this level, and it's we are fortunate to have him. He's got one more year of college. Hope maybe he comes back to us. Maybe he's back at, on a pro team, but uh, it's a. Uh, I'm glad he's with us and not against us right now. That's for sure. Yeah, and uh, some other players that really stood out that we didn't have listed. Angus Taylor, I thought, was one of our best players. Uh, his movement on that left-hand side was amazing. He he should have earned a penalty kick. He he set up some key moments, made some key pressures and key tackles. And then our midfield, Teddy West, and especially Toby McCollum. Toby had that free kick. Um, they were and both of them were picking apart the defense, switching the field, making key tackles, winning key free kicks, uh, breaking the lines. It, it just The whole team had a such an amazing performance. Yeah, it's a shame only one, one can win. Yeah, and it's a shame Twitter only allows uh, four names or four people in a poll. So, so you know... Everybody has their beef about Twitter right now. We won't go into that. But yeah. uh, so, Dan, who was your player of the match? I, I have you know, really, you know, it, it's like watching watching the match back. You know, it's always different. You know, from from being there, um, Penzone, you know, outstanding with the work rate and the hustle. Uh, had some key clearances. Had some uh, key key balls that were played in. 
uh, just solid all around. You know, Jeff I, I, I got to agree with you. At the what? game. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. I, I got to agree with you. One more at time. The, <laughs> at, at the game. Wait, 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 one more time. Can I hear it just one more time? Dan, you're always wrong, and uh, that that that's the what will go on on record. Oh. But seriously, at at the game, I, I thought our back line was um, invincible and invisible. We really didn't see them. They, they they just cleaned stuff up with ease. They never had really too many um, high pressure moments that we had to defend, and partly because. Guys like Gavin Pinzone just cleaned it up and got the ball out quick, uh, distributed it to our midfield or to the next level. He even had a couple moments where he was up the pitch making plays. Like quietly, he had such a very impactful game. So rewatching the match, I can see what everyone else saw that I didn't uh, on why he was player of the match. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a, a sexy performance or a flashy performance. It was well, the just, whole team was just so dominant. Yeah, it was, it was solid, solid hard work. And, you know, I'm going to appreciate the hard work every time I see it. Yeah, work rate, clean sheet. Do you I, have anything new to bring to the I'm, table, Dan? I'm still working on that. I may have something by the end of the uh, the end of the broadcast. We will see about that. So what? So it's like that uh, glass coffin. Remains to be seen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for setting me up for that one. So, but there was... Some other games. Dan, you want to tell us about the other games in uh, the conference? So, in other action around the Gulf Coast Conference, uh, at the weekend, we had Pensacola visiting uh, Tallahassee for the to determine the winner of the 8-5-0 Cup. And what I have to call a shocking result, that ended with Battle Lions 0, Pelicans 2. Which is crazy because Pensacola now keeps their hopes alive for the playoffs. Yeah, that is kind of uh, kind of shocking, and it wasn't the result that I expected. I watched the game on and off, and Tallahassee just looked flat. Honestly, I thought Tallahassee played well. They just can't finish. Right, but that's kind of what I mean by flat. As far as there was just no no oomph in that attack, and they uh were just ecstatic about the return of uh, uh, Super Cousin Cy. Cousin Cy. Cousin Cy. Cousin Cy at the Gene. we got to protect the Gene. Yeah, when in, we're in, even though... They were already they, in. Yeah, with, with the Jester's loss, they actually clinched at least the fourth seed since the last week is Jester's Pensacola. Um, so both teams can't pass them. Tallahassee is in the playoffs. But they started the week with that uh, win and win and we're in. Uh, and, you what do you mean started the week? They were, on Saturday they were still promoting that. Yeah, right, but I was going to say they started the week with that, and they, they kind of you know couldn't not you know, after the result on Wednesday they couldn't go okay, uh, no bother being hyped because we're in. You know, so they carried on with that promotion. I can kind of see where they did that, and apparently I haven't seen the official number, but they, they apparently had their largest crowd of the year. Yeah, I think that they said it was probably close to a thousand. I know the previous high was like seven, eight hundred. Yeah. So if they eclipse that, the good for them. Yeah, big big crowd at the Gene. I got tired of hearing that in the broadcast. That was one where I wanted the to big Kahuna, it. the the match of all matches. That's right. Yeah, cousin but, cousin, cousin Sai. The one thing that they do want to call them out on is 
they they really think that next week's game is Armada Southern States. They they really think Armada might be the the class of the division. So uh, when they were mentioned in the post game, so that could be a curse. Game. Could be a curse. Yeah. So, but there was another game scheduled. Well, okay, that's the key word scheduled. We had heard some grumblings about this. Uh, I guess back on um, our match day. Uh, about the game may not go on. Turns out we got word maybe about, what'd you say, about an hour before kickoff that uh, it was going to be a forfeit. Have they have they said, ha- has the league officially said forfeit? Nothing. Mm, not any of the teams. That, All- like The only thing that I've seen officially was the game was canceled from Southern States. Right. I've seen yeah, I've seen that on in, in three different uh social media outlets. Uh I saw so, Southern, Southern States posted that graphic. But the league's not said nothing yet. Roots have posted that graphic. And well I even think- in the even in the table um that I just checked one minute ago and it was uh on Saturday it, it's still not showing any changes to the game. Right. Like it, it, it's still showing Southern States at eight, but Dan, I guess there's a backstory on why they didn't play. Um, you want to go into that? Yeah, that's a little bit off the record. Um, I haven't heard this from any official outlets, but uh, if you go back to their first meeting uh, earlier in the season at uh, with the, with the roots being at home, there was a little bit of a, uh, I guess you would call a kerfuffle, a dust up. At the end of the match, resulting in several uh, seven players and coaches suspended. Yeah, yeah, large amount of suspensions. And I don't have that information right in front of me. Were they fairly evenly scattered between both both sides? In terms of players, there was two Southern States players, one coach suspended. Uh, Florida Roots had one coach and three players suspended. And there was some. All of them were either two. Or three games, right? And there also was, in terms of all the, all but one of the players, uh, all but two of the Florida Roots players, they still had one game remaining on their suspension. Right. So the word on the street is is the Roots organization put out some uh, accusations of, I hate to use the word, but racism. Um, I have no, I cannot, let me quantify that with, that. that is unofficial. I do not have, I can't, you know, say that that's been documented anywhere, but supposedly that is what I've heard, and uh, the league has investigated and found no merit in that, and said the game would, would go on. But again, we've had nothing official, like you said. It showed as the game was canceled. Uh so that kind of leaves it up in the air because we don't know if it was a forfeit. According to the uh, MPSL rulebook, if a t- if a team uh, declines to play, the winning team gets uh, a win and I think a three nothing victory. Okay. So that kind of has a, an effect on where the, the standings may lie. As of the time of this recording, which we'll tell you is midday on Sunday, July second, uh, we've seen we've heard nothing from the league. And I've made a couple of outreaches to other areas and have not received a response. Yeah. So let's get into the table now. 
Well, yeah, is it? But is it the table or is it not the table? That's the thing. What would the league be without a bit of drama, right, boys? Right, but that's lower league soccer in the USA for you, right? But yeah. One, one also, one also thing of note: Florida Roots Socials have uh, took got a, took a name change not long after that. To I think it was Florida Roots Training. Yeah, they they there. It's it's weird. They even had a video release on YouTube, and I I don't know. Like it, it's it, it's one of those. Uh, Americans don't know how to train kids properly and they should focus more on training and not about results and not about well it's easy it's easy too far it's, a, it's easy to say that when you when you get stopped every week you know yeah, they, that, they need to subscribe to some of that yeah so it's um it it, it go they're uniting with some some group that i guess one of the guys was a uh big member of um Barcelona during their heyday and everything. To me, it screams uh, Guillermo Hoyos. Um, if uh, for those uh, yeah, Mata people, like I coached Messi once. Yeah, but it's we'll we'll see what happens with that. The way it looks is Roots may not be around for. Uh, a 2024 season and then PSL. And I take all that personally because it's affecting our, our, our future and what's going on. And, and, you know, I wish somebody would just stand up and say, this is what it is. This is what's happened and let's move on from it. Cause right now we're trying to get an episode recorded and we don't really know truly what the standings are. So we'll call these the interim standings. These would be the standings immediately after uh, the Armada win over the gestures. Yeah. So, you guys want me to start from top to bottom or go bottom to top? Top to bottom. Your choice. Let me go bottom to top. Let me change this up for once. So in last place, we have Florida Roots, who either they're 0-9 or they're 0-10. They end the season winless. They had 12 goals for, and they had 28 against, or maybe 31, depending on what happens. But either way... Their season's done. It was it wasn't that good for them. I'm gonna put AFC Mobile ahead of them based off a of goal differential. I told you I would leave them in there as until the Roots won a game, and apparently we gotta leave them in there just because the Roots never won a game. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so very proud of them on that even goal differential. Good good job. Yeah. The, the crew at FC Mobile. Yeah, it, when they honestly they also um Couple, shout out to them who've made the trip out to Tallahassee to go watch a game. I've also reached out to them to see if they wanted to join a couple of us if we go to Southern States this next week. And more than welcome to join, and I'll bring some extra beer if you guys do. So how how could you not go? How could you not go in the opportunity to root against Southern States? Right. That should so, be incentive in itself. Right. Right. So. In fifth place, though, currently is Pensacola FC. Three wins, four losses. Two ties. They have 11 points. They have 13 goals for, 19 goals against for a negative six goal differential and a 1.2222 points per game. Just above them with 12 points with three wins, three losses, three draws is New Orleans Jesters. They have 11 goals for, 17 goals against, also a negative six goal differential, 
and they are at 1.3333 points per game. In third place, Tallahassee. They're done with their game regular season games. They finished with three wins, two losses, five draws, 14 points, 14 goals, 14 goals against, and zero goal differential. In second place, we'll say for now, um, Southern States, eight games played, five wins, one loss, two draws, 17 points, plus 14 goal differential, and they have a 2.125 points per game. And this is the one with the asterisk because we don't know what's what the result is versus Southern States. And currently at the top of the standings as of Sunday at 12.55 p.m. Eastern Time, Jacksonville Armada with nine games played, six wins, one loss, two draws, 20 points, plus 14 goal differential, and a 2.222 points per game. Vamos Armada. Way to, way to go. Um, big ups to the Armada. So, like like we said, depending on how you know, how this match is determined, uh, will determine. Well, we we do know one thing. Uh, coming up, the weekend of July eighth, there'll be a big match, uh, first place against second place. Who's yeah. first and who's second? Don't know at this time. But the Armada will be taking on. Southern States uh, soccer club superstars, whatever they are. Champagne was, Supernova. Yeah, supernova stars at the uh, the the Country Club uh, training center. Country Club FC. Country Club. Uh, yeah, whatever you want to call that place. It's kind of out in the middle of that swanky neighborhood. The, Oak Grove. Yeah, Oak Grove. Thank you very much. The Oak Grove Training Center, I think they call that. Yeah. Uh, so that that will happen on um, July 8th. July 8th, 7.30 Central Time. So here's the scenarios. Assuming Southern States gets three points wait, from the Pennsylvania. Wait, let's oh, do this. One more game that weekend. Okay. Let's uh, not we- forget New Orleans Jesters versus uh, Pensacola FC at Pan American Stadium. Yeah, so let's talk scenarios for both games. The Armada Southern States, assuming the 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 Southern States gets three points from the Roots game. Southern States wins or draws, they're the top seed. If the Armada wins, they're the top seed. If no points are awarded to Southern States, it changes stuff. Southern States wins, they're the top seed. If no points are awarded for that Roots game, Armada would need a draw or a win to be the top seed. So it's very curious on what will play out. Either way, the Armada needs to go into this thinking, win and we're we're, uh, the top seed. Because their goals are more than the Gulf Coast Conference. Their goals are nationally as well. So they need to... That they they need to finish with a high, as high of a points per game as possible, or in case they make it to later rounds. The other game, that is fun as well. The game's going to be played in New Orleans, seven o'clock Central Time. There's a few different scenarios. Um, if Pensacola wins, you're talking about Pensacola jumping to the three seed because the first tiebreaker is head to head, and since they just beat Tallahassee. They would be the three seed. Tallahassee would be the four seed. Jesters would be eliminated. 
If Jester's wins, Jester's jumps Tallahassee to the three seed. Tallahassee's the four seed. Pensacola is eliminated. If the game ends up with a draw, Tallahassee stays in the three spot. Jester's get the four seed, and Pensacola is eliminated. So one day, two games, and it's a great, great day of soccer. Who who doesn't love the the scenarios? of what can happen with you got five teams in play that the get both games matter. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I that stuff drives me bonkers. Even trying to think about that. I have a hard enough time focusing on what the Armada is going to do, uh, much less looking at all those scenarios. So I'm glad that you're there to, uh, to, 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 you know, sort those things out because I try not to think too much into it. Um, it just makes my head hurt. Okay. I'm just a simple guy. Hey, just win. Let's borrow Tallahassee's. I win and we're in, or win, win and we got the top seed, right? Right. <laughs> and you know, we all want that top seed because there's nothing better than two uh, home playoff matches. Well, we had the top seed two years ago for two home playoff games, and we only had one because we lost to the Jester. Okay. All right. Well, Passes you got it past. Yeah, you got to you got to you got to earn the right and then you got to take care of business. So, uh, two completely separate things. So, what's your guys' predictions for the matches? Let's let's start with Pensacola <laughs> and the Jesters. What do y'all think happens? I think uh New Orleans is going to be out for out for blood. They're going to come out like a, a wounded animal um after the beatdown that they took uh at Hodger Stadium. So, I, I see New Orleans winning this, and I see them winning it by two. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Kenny's tricky, man. He's gonna he's gonna reform, and the boys are gonna come out. I think they're gonna get it done, and I think they are gonna win two one. So, both one thing from last week's games. The Jesters had that red card right before the second half, right before the end of the game. Pensacola, one of their players, picked up a red card uh, for uh, two yellows. So they'll both miss this next match. I actually think Pensacola takes this game three to two, and they jump. They go from fifth to fifth to third place in the matter of a week, and I think it will be a great story. Could be. Well, coming from six points down in the matter of seven days or eight days. I mean, stranger things have happened. That that that's awesome. Well, it's a great story. Yeah. yeah. But just that, it's a story. So. Yeah. So we'll we'll look and see. We'll look and see, and we'll find out uh, next Saturday night how that plays out. All right. So, so what? About, what oh, sorry. Go ahead. So there's another game, the Southern States Armada. I, I spoke with uh, Gio Vaccaro about a week ago. I think he's back by then. Before the game on uh, against the Jesters, Alex Smith thinks he'll be back. Mason Tunbridge thinks he'll be back. And Tommy K mentioned me a few weeks back that there's another player from last year that it should be cleared to start training this week, this weekend. And that's Cal Chavez. Uh, uh, some people might remember him from last year. Um, I think he scored like five or six goals for the Armada. He had no sleeves, and if you saw him after the match, he he would have no shirt on either. 
What, you, sound, you, sound, you sound a little excited by that, Derek. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited because we have a we have another creative goal scorer yeah. uh, in a in a team that's finding their form and getting deeper. And clearly, he's going to have to earn his playing time. There's so many players that are deserving of playing time already that Tommy can't just put him in there and disrupt things. So. If he makes the field, I'm assuming he's healthy, and I'm assuming he's uh, beating people out for uh, for a job. So I am excited for him. One person I know we won't have, based off of this interview earlier, is Micah Thomas, who will be traveling up to UConn um, for, uh, for training, having a report there. So what are your guys' thoughts how this match plays out? And also, the we don't know how the suspensions will be served. There was two Southern States players that were supposed to serve that still have one game remaining on their suspension. Does that roots game count or do they still have to serve it? Yeah, that's a good question. And I did uh, have a glance at the rules and I don't see anything that addresses that. So I don't know if that will be a league decision or there may be something that I missed somewhere. So going into predict for predictions for this match, you know, this is the, the third season on the trot. We finish up at Southern States uh, away. Um, I made that trip two years ago. We remember the result of that. It was a, a, a sad defeat. Uh, I, this trip I hate making. Um, I Southern State's a team I hate. What's that? That's how you really feel. Yeah, I know. I, I won't hold back on that. But for me, I, I want to say we're going to win. If we play like we did uh, this week, I think we should handle, you know, readily handle them. I think Southern States is a better team than New Orleans. Uh, and I haven't really watched them play much this year. Uh, there are a few highlights here and there. Um, I'm going to say our motto win 2 well. Okay, what about you, James? So, um, with so much that can happen, and uh, I, have, I haven't watched any of uh, Summer State's matches this year, but um, they seem to be pretty equal as far as being able to create goals and score goals at this, uh, this season. So um, I, just, I just hope that we, we assert our, our dominance early on and it's not no ticky-tacky, playing it safe, up by a goal or, up by a goal or, or something like that. I, I hope we come in there and we just smash them. I believe that we're going to win 3-1. Okay. So last time we played them, it was 1-1 one one score at Bishop Kenny. Uh, we went up a goal. We got the red card from uh, Ludo Tom. And we uh, they ended up getting a goal back. And it finished very back and forth at the end, even though we were down a guy. We also didn't have our full roster in yet. I think we have everyone available. I think we win this one like 3-1-4-1, if not a shutout. It'd be great if we can get another shutout have, going into the playoffs. But I, I think we we do damage early, and we do damage often in this game. And I, I think we lock up the league, and we clinch that top seed. Okay, we know we know how much I don't like scenarios. Okay, so say we we win by three, that would put a and if okay, so let's go let's rewind a little bit. So if the canceled match is a forfeit, 
Yep, they get three points, three goals. They get three points and three goals. So that's still that puts them ahead by three in goal differential, correct? Goal goal differential does nothing um, for any scenario. Okay. Um, other than a tie, the first so the 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 first tiebreaker is head to head. We drew them. If we draw them again, it goes to the next tiebreaker, which is goal scored. It'd be it was one one. So, and if it's a draw again, it'll be the same scenario. Um, the third tiebreaker will be goal differential on the league. If they're given three zero, they're at a plus seventeen. We're at a plus fourteen. So, draw wouldn't work unless there's no points. And then, but the fir- first thing would be points per game. If there's no points awarded for that last Roots game, we're ahead of them on points per game. I, I just we, don't see a scenario where they're not going to be awarded points. If if, if it's yeah. if the if the information we've been given is correct and Roots refuse to play, I, I just don't. I see that being. I, I I think we have to go on this. That we have to win this match. There's no other way that we have we can approach this. We have to win this match. Shoots, even Mason Tunbridge this morning has called out Section 904, like, hey, we need you out there and uh, should be a uh, uh, should be a good game or something like that. That's a boy, that's a trip to make. It is, it is, it is, but it'll be worth it though, right? Well, I mean, all of our matches, whether we win, lose, or draw, are worth it because it's at the end of the day, it's about experience with the lads and supporting the team, you know. but <laughs> it's a bloody trip. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's Mason, Mason Tunbridge tweet today. Massive game this weekend. Everything to play for. Section 904, we need you as our 12th man for this. LFG, Blue Heart with an anchor. Come on, how how can you not get hyped for this? How can you not fuel up the car, get that uh, hotel reservation, and get out there? Let's go, baby. What is this? This turned into a wrestling promo. Well, let me tell you one thing, Mean Gene. Look here, brother. The cream will rise to the top. Mystical powers. Protect your anchor. (laughs) All right. So I guess that means we're going. Yeah. I guess so. Let's fucking go. Wait. wait, Okay. Mark that. James said, I guess so. I take that as a yes. It was AI talking right there. Oh, boy. (laughs) I. Uh, I'll go if James goes. All right, we'll we'll, we'll discuss this off the air. Look, we won't discuss no, this. No, off. I, will, I will commitments. I will commitments. All no, no, no. He, he, right he told he told us he, by Monday. I'm a I'm a trust that no, man to give give us a decision. By I, Monday. I thought I, I thought I just heard him say yes, so I'm thinking that's a yes. Dan, don't rush the process. Oh boy! Oh, no, wait, no, no. Wait, now backpedal. Dan, Dan, what you can do is you release this episode to be released on Monday. And yep. then we play it back on Monday. There's your answer on there Monday. Yeah, like he, he said. He decided. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All right. Does anybody have anything else to add? I do have one thing. David, Mister Saturday Service Grimison, did make it home safely. Uh, he reached out to me in the early hours of Saturday morning. He was home safe and well. Wanted to thank everybody for uh, for putting up with his uh, shenanigans while he was here. So uh, David's a top lad and. Uh, we're glad he made it back home safe. Also, I want to give a shout out to Elijah Howe. Yeah, oh, Elijah Howe. Yeah, Elijah Howe did make an appearance. Aussie down under. Yeah, Wednesday, former Armada U23, looking well. Captain. Stopped Captain. in to say hello. Yeah, right, Captain. Yep. 
Did he did he get player did he get player of the year last year? No, um, oh, two I, years ago. Jed Bowman was player of the year. Okay, sorry about that. Year before. So it's good yeah. to see him uh stop in and say hello to everyone. Yeah, he, he's amazing. Yeah. What else do we got? Anything else? Let's see. Nothing, man. Well, um what's her name? The director managing director, Cindy was it Spur Spur? Spur PSL. Yeah, yeah, she did. she made it out to the match. Um, she was in the commentary box, chit chatting, giving the. I guess she's just making a, a rounds and stuff. But it was nice that we had um, a really good attendance on a bloody Wednesday, may I add? Um, yeah, for her to for her to to be there and witness that and see what we have. Yeah, there, yeah, there there was another game uh, played in Jacksonville in another league. Um, I think it was the USL two with the Florida Elite that day. Their attendance wasn't as well as the Armadas. Yeah, I think we were at fourteen thirty-five. Was the uh, official number I was given post game? Yeah, the Florida Elite wasn't close to that. I saw a picture; it might have been fifty. Yeah, so big ups, big ups to the Armada, big ups to the Armada on that. Big ups to the community for showing up. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I had one other thing that just popped into my head, and just like that, it's gone. No dad joke. No, I don't. I don't have one ready for uh, this week. I took a nap before. Uh... Because it's a joke, or is he just forgot? No, no, that wasn't Which it. Was that? that wasn't. I took. I took a nap right before recording, so that kind of threw me off. Age catching up to you. Yep. So, all right. So, um, I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll see those that are making the trip to Hattiesburg. Uh, and we'd like to think it's uh, all the per- the participants on this episode. So we'll end this with a. Go Armada. Almost Armada. Peace out. Go Armada!